Hi, this is Dawn Barkley with Insider Travel Report, and I am here with Jeff Anderson, who's the co-CEO of Avoya Travel Network, and we are aboard the uh, Celebrity Beyond to have, uh, celebrate their 2022 uh, annual conference, which is a hybrid conference this year, but I'm here in the in-person section. Thanks so much for joining me, Jeff. Thank you, Dawn, for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, so let me ask a few questions. First of all, how, how many agencies do you currently have in Avoya? So we've got about 1,300 agencies in the Avoya network, and we've got a couple of hundred of those also have staff that are part of their businesses. So we're just shy of 1,500 right now. Wow, great. And um, 2020 and 2021 were hard for all agencies and agency groups. How do Avoya help your uh, agents get through the pandemic? Yeah, so tough time, right? And so we decided because travel wasn't happening the way that we wanted it to, after helping all the travelers get through the complexities of what they were going through being displaced uh, and not being able to go on their vacations, we really focused on building technology for the independent agents. We knew that there was a tremendous amount of work that would need to be done that had nothing to do with selling. It was just servicing, like constant servicing. And so we built some really cool technology. For example, we built a way for them to report on all of their future travel credits from customers that had yet to be used. And so we turned these into marketing campaigns so that everybody was able to use these credits that were very valuable. So all these little things that we did really focused in on the agencies uh, during this really challenging time. So you turned lemons into lemonade. That's, that was the goal. And we're still doing that because there's a lot of opportunities for us to help uh, travel advisors do what they do better. So did you lose many uh, agents during the pandemic? Because I'm sure some people closed. Yeah, so it was really interesting. Out of the uh, top agencies in our network, so anybody that produces a million dollars or more per year, we lost less than 3% of them. Actually, a couple of them were including retirements. Uh, there were only a couple of agencies that we actually lost to like a competitor. Um, we picked up a bunch of new ones. And so with a 97% um, stickiness rate. We were really proud of who we had uh, and who's still with us. And we've picked up some really good ones in the meanwhile as well. Terrific. So how did those agents survive during the pandemic when people really weren't calling? I mean, a lot of people make money through your live leads program, and I would imagine there weren't a lot of live leads coming in. So how did they get by? Yeah, it definitely slowed down. We were um, still about 20% of where we were during normal time. And uh, that's a low number, right? But that was better than 0%. Cruising stopped completely. Yeah. And so um, it was a big adjustment for us because cruise has historically been the lion's share of our business. But really what we wanted to do is um, figure out how we could help them. So another example of something that we built, two things, kind of cool. Number one is our marketing resource center, which we built massive amounts of uh, media for them to be able to work with customers and continue to engage them in meaningful ways, which didn't always mean a sale. Mm -hmm. This week, when nobody's traveling, a sale doesn't matter too much. Right, right. And so building content for them that they could easily distribute was really huge. So we launched the uh, Marketing Resource Center in the summer of 2020. We also launched uh, something else called Smart Leads, which is really cool. So we've had live leads for 20 years, which are like new inbound requests that we distribute out to the uh, experts in our network. And smart leads are a little bit different. These are current 
currently booked, uh, sorry, past booked customers, so past passengers, who we've picked up digital signatures on their activities that are happening with uh, all the different marketing that we're doing out there or our websites. And as we started to notice activity, we would help flag them so that the uh, independent agencies knew to reach out to them. Wow. Uh, and so the exciting piece of that was that those leads actually closed higher than our than our live leads did, which we're already, which we were already very proud of, but it kind of blew our minds at how well that went. Wow. And it's still going. Terrific. During the online conference, you stated that in August and September, you had added more independent agents to the network than any other time in history, and that October was exhilarating. So um, to what do you attribute this? So first of all, uh, if October was exhilarating, I don't know what the level past that is. Um, super, exhilarating. super exhilarating. We just got we just got our month end numbers for October. So um, now I sit here in November and we beat the numbers that we had before. Wow. Um, and so we're in super exhilarating uh, mode still. If you can do something one month, that's cool. But if you can do it in month two and month three, then this is a trend. And so really excited about the momentum um, that's happening there. And there's there's a lot of work and a lot of care that we have in bringing on these agencies. The vast, vast majority of them are brand new to travel. 85% of them are brand new to travel. So we're able to help grow the entire industry when we bring on new to, uh, to travel. And so we're really excited about the opportunity there. So why do you think that suddenly all these people are interested in travel and why are they coming to Avoya? You know, I think uh, there's, there's three kind of main reasons why somebody joins Avoya. Uh, number one, reputation. Uh, people trust us. We've been in the industry since the 60s. I'm third generation in the industry. And so we've built a, a reputation over the years of being good people to do business with. Um, second of all, we've got amazing programs, particularly technology and marketing. Nobody develops business, new leads like Avoya does. And if you're getting started in a business, there's a lot of things to learn. One of the most time consuming and most expensive pieces of that is technology. And the second one is marketing. And so just by us taking on the heavy lifting for those two things really enables people to grow very quickly beyond where they could otherwise grow, which is why if you look at the stats off of uh, Avoya independent agencies, we're like multitude times better uh, in production than our nearest competitors. I, I was going to, I'm going to be writing about that. Um, so also at the, um, also at the online conference, you showed a graph showing sales in 22 uh, getting close to pre-COVID levels and said September is not what we'd hoped for because of Hurricane Ian. And Avoya is more than a host. We uh, bear more responsibility than a host would deliver. Can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah, I think host agencies are, have its own like complex business problems that it's trying to solve. Similarly, an online travel agency also has complex business challenges that it's trying to solve for. I think that when we think about Avoya, we're really more of an online travel agency with personalized service, and we just happen to be leaning into independent contractors and the host model. So we have to solve for both. Uh, and so it is more complex. It's also a lot more rewarding because we see the production off of our independent agencies be substantially higher than our competitors. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be both host agency and online agency. So it's a lot more work, but we see the numbers and they speak for themselves. I think you probably, you have a 
what I learned here was you have a vast infrastructure. So I would imagine that that might be larger than a lot of competitors as well. Yeah, I think our philosophy is pretty simple. I would, I am, not just would be, I am a bad travel agent. Like I can't, I can't do it for myself. I can't do it for friends. And I sh certainly shouldn't do it professionally. Um, I, I should go find another job. And I did. And so for us, it's all about just finding people who are compatible with us. Uh, we're pretty good at tech. We're pretty good at marketing. We're pretty good at accounting. Like all of these things that we're really good at. And if we can find others that are good at the things that we're not so good at, that's kind of like a perfect pairing, right? And so, yeah, we've built out really big teams because we want to provide uh, a broader assortment of support than any other network in the industry. You also shared information about agent productivity and explained that the average Avoya agent generates about 359000 in revenue. And I know that's higher now than it was when you were looking that I could think those were 2021 numbers or 2020 numbers, 2019 numbers, um, compared to the next highest hope group, uh, host group where the agents did about 40% less at 207,000. Uh, and now it's like 465 is what you're projecting. 465, 465 is where we were at at that point in time. And so obviously the network is growing really quickly. And yeah. so the, the way we're doing the math, um, that number is going to come down naturally. Listen, if we're if our closest competitor is at two hundred and seven, and we're we're at, we were at three fifty nine, um, the difference so that's forty percent lower than where we are, or in other words, seventy three percent higher than where they are. Uh -huh. And that's a big that's like not a small difference yeah. for us to be seventy three percent higher than they are. That's massive. What what do you attribute that to, though? Um, I think it comes down again to we've got brilliant support. We've got great technology, and we've got the demand channels figured out. That I can't stress enough. Having a system, right? Regardless of what activity you're at, like you do in life, if you talk to great sports uh, players, great business people, um, talented performers, like it is all about having a system. And if you can put a great system in place, it's the difference between like surviving or not. Um, attitude and energy are critical ingredients, but if you're applying attitude and energy to the wrong platform, you still won't get very far. So you've got to be on the right platform, and I think that's what we offer. So let's discuss the new programs you're unveiling at this conference. Um, which ones do you believe will add the most to agents' bottom line, and why? Good question. So we're still just early in the conference, um, but there's a couple here that we're really excited about. First of all, we launched our partnership with Travel Leaders Network, and as a consortium member of theirs now, we're just really excited about unleashing a number of their programs, one of which that we talked about earlier today was their agent profiler. We believe that it's best in class from a lead generation and really selling the travel advisors that uh, are out there, and we're really proud of, of that opportunity. The second big one that we're still like revealing, because uh, it's still got a project name on it, is Project Eagle, which we announced just a couple of weeks ago uh, at our, the virtual portion of our conference. And, uh, and so we're getting into air transactions and really excited about what that looks like for our future uh, because we've been so cruise focused and, and Europe heavy that uh, this kind of opens up a brand new door for us. So everybody's really excited about that. And when is that going to start? So we're going to have a beta going this quarter, 
uh, and the goal of opening this up more and more as it's ready will open up to more and more users throughout 2023. So my, my goal would be by the midpoint of 2023, it should be open for everybody, but uh, we want to make sure that we get all the kinks ironed out before um, opening it for everyone. But beta testing um, in the next, let's see, it's the ninth right now, beta testing here in the next 30-ish days or so. Great. You are putting a specific focus on recruiting newbie advisors as well as experienced ones. What are the recruiting criteria and where are you finding your new agents and what attributes will make a top performer? Yeah, so we find them in a variety of places, mostly digital because that's still our experience. That's where our travelers are from. And so we think that if you find travel advisors or who want to get into the profession, finding us online is correlative to what they're going to be doing uh, after they join us. But we're, we're very passionate. Look at the market for new to travel is like multitudes greater than those who are currently in, in travel. And so um, we think that we've got a really good system. Again, it's about the platform and building something that's like easy to use and intuitive. And this is a complex industry. And so getting easy to use and intuitive are complicated things to get to. But we do a ton of digital marketing uh, to find these um, new advisors. Remember, they're running their own business. And so they've also got to be business savvy. Um, we're not here to tell them how, when, or where to do work, right? They're independent contractors and we treat them uh, that way, which uh, has some significant upsides such as entrepreneurism. Like, we know that if you're out there to start your own business, you've got to have that entrepreneurial spark. If you don't, you're not going to get very far. And that doesn't matter just in our business. That's like in any industry. And so we look for these markers about like who's going to be a good natural fit. Um, we don't like seeing people fail. It happens because sometimes people oversell themselves on something, even if it's not quite a match. But um, we're looking for people who are um, hungry. Um, and really the expectation is that they operate with integrity and professionalism. And so long as we can kind of check those two boxes, we're good to go. Excellent. So um, since leads tend to be directed toward specialists, how do the new and smaller agents succeed with the VOYA and your leads program? Because they may not be getting those leads. And uh, what percentage of the newer agents drop out of the program annually? Okay, so two-part question. Um, the way that we do it, because if you're like brand new, you don't have history that we can look at. So just for context here, we've got four patents. Mm -hmm. Um, that help us do the match typing between travel advisors and travelers. Mm -hmm. So it's very a very complicated formula. So we just start them out actually in the middle of the pack. We give them the benefit of the doubt and say, we know that you don't have history with us, but we're going to stick you in the middle. And then depending upon how you perform off of those leads that you claim, your score is either going to go up or your score is going to go down. It's also done on a specialty basis. And so the way that you may perform on one brand could be very different than on a second brand. The system is smart enough to know which brand to serve you if there's two leads available uh, for you. Yep. And so if you're really good at closing a particular product or a destination, we want to keep throwing those to you. Like if you're really good at hitting that style of pitch, like we'll keep giving you those easy ones because there's easier, like they're easier for you. Might not be easier for everybody, but for you, you just you crush it. And so we're really focused on just making sure that that um, we keep people f focused on here's where I'm going to make the greatest amount of income. Uh, and the algorithms are 
smart enough to look at all these different data inputs and figure that out. So, um, yep. To my understanding, investment giant Sitaris now owns about 49, at least 49% of Avoy. Is that correct? So we, we haven't disclosed what that number okay. is. So. But this is this is your opportunity. There's, no, there's a number out there, but we don't we don't disclose right. what that is. Fair enough. They own part of you. They own part of you. That's fair. Um, how has Avoya changed because of the investment? So I think there's a couple of big things that, that the business needed. First of all, we were coming out of COVID. Um, doing this deal was not something that was inspired by COVID. It was something that we'd actually started just before COVID. Um, with maybe, uh, you know, I'll say at the time, it seemed unfortunate that COVID um, disrupted that deal. But I would look back at it and say, actually, this is probably the, the better way for it to, to have turned out. And so um, first and foremost, we've got advisors now on the team who truly understand a much bigger complexity in the industry than we could have as a family business. Mm -hmm. um, so when you have that knowledge, you also carry it with it a ton of relationships. So our cousin uh, cousins that are also in Sertara's portfolio um, investments, we look at them and get pretty excited about finding out new ways to work with each other. Um, and there is a camaraderie between all of us. Uh, they're, they're normal commercial terms, right? Like there's no like special terms that that we might be getting like cheaper or better, like faster or whatever. But there's just kind of this inkling to help out family. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the way that they started opening the doors in these relationships and through just those little open doors, you actually find new ways of doing business that you hadn't done before. And so you may come in with like a, a standard commercial idea in mind, but once you get the conversation going, sparks start flying and you end up building something that might be completely new. So it's really cool. Great. Now, you were with um, Amex for nearly 30 years, and now you've just joined Travel Leaders. Uh, why Travel Leaders, and how is Avoya different for your agents because of this new affiliation? We talked about the agent profiler, but maybe you could elaborate on other ways as well. Yeah, listen, we looked at um, several of the big consortiums, and we're really impressed. Like, there's really good consortiums out there, and I think that's great news for the industry as a whole. Travel leaders for us just happened to check every box that we needed to check. Mm -hmm. We're a big, complex, and very fast-growing organization, and that has some pretty complex needs. And so aligning with somebody like Travel Leaders Network, where they did have agent profiler, um, the cruise programs that they have, the group programs, they're extraordinary. And uh, the direct mail marketing, so we're big on digital. Like we didn't really do direct mail marketing. We've experimented along the way, but that's a completely new channel for us that's now going to be opened up through the help of Travel Leaders Network. It's a gold mine. And, and so the programs that they were able to bring to the table just happened to match our very high needs uh, in just the perfect way. So some great synergies. Yeah, synergies is exactly the right word. And uh, I know you're ending phase three of your 2025 plan. And during the online section of your conference, uh, you listed key wins of phase three as the launch of a number of new resort partnerships, the development of your smart leads program that has resulted in tremendous amounts of revenue, and the receipt of your group's fourth patent with the fifth one filed. Um, can you elaborate? 
<laughs> yes, how long do I have? No, I, you know, we didn't expect phase two. So we started this in 2018. Um, each phase is an 18 month sprint. Never saw COVID coming, but we've kind of had, had this long idea of like, we want to be the biggest platform um, for, for travel planning. And we always knew that we would have to put some unique deals to be able to get to that size. The partnership with Sartaras is one example of that. We couldn't have done this just as a family. There's a lot of things that we've been working on this year. It's been just shy of 12 months since we signed that contract uh, last November. And as we look back, we can say, A, we, we made it this far, right? We wanted to have a good stable year, which is difficult to do when Omicron dominated uh, the beginning of the year. And then we had war in Ukraine. Now we've had um, record fuel prices and inflation. So it's been a challenging year to stay ahead of things, but that's exactly what we've been able to do. And the announcements that we're starting to trickle out now come after a year plus of planning. And we're really excited about what this looks like for everybody, all, all of our travelers, all our independent agents and our suppliers, we're excited about being able to bring some new things to the table. Which leads me to my last question. What's going to happen 2025 and beyond? What are your long-term goals? So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you, like, what are we aspiring to be? And I've never said that I necessarily want to be the biggest, but I, I do want to be the best at what we do. And that's hard because we've got brilliant competitors that are out there. So um, I think what it looks like for us is through 2025 that we've added a number of new products to the portfolio, right? We're, we're in the process of adding air to our portfolio right now. You can imagine there aren't a million different categories of products that we can add. And so there's a few more that we need to add. The, the growth of the network is very important to us. And there's a couple of different ways for us to grow that network. We can do it the organic way that we've been doing for years and we do you know, quite a bit of marketing and people come and join us, but we can also achieve this through acquisition. And part of being a platform investment gives us an opportunity to go out and find some of our brilliant partners and say, hey, why don't we like buddy up here? And instead of trying to do this uh, on our own, why don't we figure out how to work together? So that's a, a second big key. And then just building up our staff. Um, I love our team. Uh, we did get a little bit smaller, like everybody in the travel industry, uh, through the course of COVID. I think as we build that team back, I want to have a team that everybody is proud to be a part of. Like we know that it's not an easy team to join, um, and that the expectations are high. But that's because we're doing great, significant things that are helping make a difference, not just in our business, but in the world. Remember, we're we're in the travel industry, and so the beneficiaries of all of the good work we're doing um, doesn't just spill over to the travelers, but it also spills over to those who are working for the travelers. Like we're, we're very blessed to be in a first world country. Not everybody has that opportunity. And for us to be able to um, spread out um, people from the first world throughout the world uh, helps us all understand each other better. Um, understand each other's cultures and music and cuisine and art. Like these are the things that make the world a better place. So we're excited about what that looks like well beyond 2025. Wonderful. And also, I'd been speaking to Sam, who is in marketing, and he was talking a little bit about your um, 
cross-selling from cruises to all-inclusives and, and with a focus more on resorts and all-inclusive resorts because it is that same kind of audience. Uh, so is that a future plan as well, a future focus? Yeah, and so that kind of tipped off here in, in phase three. We'll be um, building more of that in phase four, but there's no question about it. The, the similarities between a cruise and an all-inclusive vacation, like there's, there's a lot of overlap between the two. And so we certainly see um, that as a big opportunity. There's so many good products already in the market and there's so many more that they're building right now. It's a very exciting time to be in that space. And not everybody cruises three or four times a year, yeah. but they might vacation three or four times a year. And so it's time for us to start opening it, that up for our travelers. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me aboard. It's been a wonderful uh, event so far. And uh, thanks, everybody out there. This is Dawn Barkley with Insider Travel Report.